0: Welcome back to another edition of It's Raining Mets. I'm CBS 21 meteorologist Steve Knight and wow what a wet soggy start to the week that we had. Of course we got caught up in the remnants of what was once Hurricane Ian and uh, it basically just set up shop and parked itself and rang itself out over central Pennsylvania over the course of several days. So if you recall, it was actually last Friday that we started to see some of the cloud cover thicken up, and really by midday on Friday, it was pretty much cloudy. Uh, it was starting to turn a bit cool. I personally was driving up to uh, State College uh, last Friday and during the afternoon. It was cloudy the whole way up there, and boy, you could just tell that uh, there was a pretty big-time weather system that was moving in. Now, uh, it officially, of course, made landfall. Uh, on Friday I should say on Wednesday uh, in Florida as a category four hurricane it was just two miles per hour shy uh, uh, of becoming a category five hurricane so for all intents and purposes it was basically a a very strong four or weak category five and for those of you unfamiliar the scale does go uh, from one to five so it was two miles per hour in terms of wind speed shy of being a category five hurricane and when you look at uh, all of the damage. And I know we're, we're you know, we're still unfortunately uh, seeing that death toll rise as they continue uh, searching uh, recovery efforts uh, down in Florida, Sanibel Island, uh, just unbelievable Marco Island, those areas that just got rocked. And of course, in and around the Fort Myers area that kind of became ground zero uh, for Ian, as it did make landfall. Uh, last Wednesday and of course we're talking about uh, a long long recovery for those folks uh, down in Florida uh, all you have to see is I mean some of the video that we've seen where you see you know all of these boats that are all just you know tossed together like they were toys in a children's bathtub I mean you know I'm looking at that going how do you even begin uh, to, to start to clean something like that up I, I mean I'm guessing you, you would just have to come in with cranes and start pulling out the boats and putting them on flatbed trucks and then trucking them somewhere to see if they can be salvaged, repaired. And then even once you do all of that, you know, all of the, uh, the infrastructure damage, the, uh, the damage to people's homes, uh, entire areas wiped out a lot of modular homes. Of course, a lot of folks, you know, modular homes near the beach is nothing unusual. Uh, when you consider the property values, you know, a modular home near the beach could actually be a very expensive property um, depending on your location. So, you know, just a a terrible thing. And obviously, you know, there's, there's what's the impact to people in their everyday lives, but there's also the business impact. Uh, there's the cost of this, the cost of the federal government, which of course, you know, we're all going to, uh, be in our own way, chipping in to, uh, help, uh, help rebuild our friends down in Florida. So, um, just a really, really sad situation. And then just to recap, of course, uh, made its way, you know, across uh, the Florida peninsula. And then, you know, we had that second landfall uh, that uh, happened in uh, South Carolina. And, uh, you know, uh, just one of those situations where just such an amazing storm, really, when you consider how it, you know, went through Western Cuba. And of course, we don't get a whole lot of credible or good news out of Cuba. um, But uh, yeah, obviously just flattened, leveled areas of Western Cuba. And then unfortunately turned its wrath on Florida, cut across Florida, kind of a diagonal path, uh, got itself back out into the Atlantic. And then we had that delay, uh, essentially, uh, overnight Thursday into Friday, where we were waiting for the second landfall, which eventually didn't happen on uh, Friday afternoon. And then, you know, all kinds of storm damage. It, it, the interesting thing about all of this is that the Carolinas um, – kind of, I don't want to say took a back seat, but in some ways uh, the Carolinas did because the damage was so massive and so extensive uh, through Florida and especially Gulf Coast areas of Florida that there are a lot of areas in the Carolinas that uh, sustained significant damage, Uh, a lot of trees down, a lot of power outages. You know, a Category 1 hurricane is nothing to sneeze at when you talk about storm surge, when you talk about flooding, uh, when you talk about damage to infrastructure. And uh, then... (laughs) You know, Ian set its sights on central Pennsylvania. So by the time we woke up on Saturday morning, we already had some rain from Ian. And then it basically, on and off, rained for the entire weekend. Um, There were times when it was maybe just a little bit of a light mist. There were other times when it was uh, kind of a hard-driving rain. And what was then very interesting was how the center of what was once, basically the core of Ian, uh, got itself out into uh, just off the coast of Delmarva, and then it became a cutoff low. Um, it kind of had the uh, the aspects, if you will, of a classic nor'easter where you had that, uh, that low that was sitting right along the coast and just throwing the moisture back over top uh, of us here in central PA. And, of course, the further west you got, the less rainfall you had. In fact, uh, good portions of western PA and certainly northwest PA not much of anything out of Ian, especially earlier this week, but uh, in the meantime, depending on your location, you got a fair amount of rain Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and it really wasn't until Thursday of this week that we were able to, to really kind of break out of it. And on top of that, I mean, it was raw, it was damp, uh, it was cold. I actually I put together a graphic this morning on CBS 21 News this morning talking about the first six days of uh, october which of course this past saturday was october the first now normally our average high temperature first six days in october if you add it all up our average high temperature is 71 degrees Uh, our average high temperature the first six days of october was 60.3 degrees so our average high temperature was 10 degrees below average and that includes thursday when our high temperature got to 73, that is factored into that average high temperature of 60.3 degrees. So look, you you get the picture. Um, It was a very damp, very raw start. Now, you know, we always talk about this on the podcast, how we have to, we've got to live with one rain gauge. And uh, that's what we wound up doing in terms of rainfall from Ian. So officially at HIA, uh, we had just under two and a quarter inches of rain uh, from specifically from the rains from Ian. Um, but there were areas in Lancaster and Lebanon counties that uh, it was more like four and a quarter inches of rain. And that all comes down to where that low had itself positioned. And it was, you know, throwing, we call it the onshore flow, but basically that means our weather is coming in off of the Atlantic. Most of our weather systems, you know, move through from West to East. It's uh, unusual, Uh, that our weather comes in from east to west when it does it almost always means at the very least a lot of cloud cover uh any kind of easterly flow for us generally speaking means it's it's a bit cloudy we call it like kind of like the easterly fetch if you will and then when you throw in all of that moisture from a hurricane on top of it and yeah uh just kind of rang itself out here so happy to say here as we move into the weekend that we've got some much, much better weather. But uh, the next thing that we're watching as we transition toward uh, looking forward to your weekend weather here is uh, a cold front that's going to be coming through depending on when you uh, tune into this podcast, but it's going to be happening on Friday afternoon. And I think folks will really notice a difference by Friday evening. In fact, by about five, six, seven o'clock Friday evening, I do anticipate the winds to start to get a little bit gusty. Thanks to this front coming through. So, Uh, It's going to be mostly sunny. It's going to be pretty warm. Uh, High temperatures, again, are going to be getting into the mid to low 70s. But uh, just uh, beware, my friends, if you're uh, listening to this podcast early afternoon, be ready for it. Because uh, those breezes that start to pick up on your Friday afternoon, that's a dry cold front coming through. So a little bit more in terms of clouds as we head toward the uh, evening hours tonight. What I've been stressing to people with my forecast here. Uh, especially today and heading into the weekend is, you know, just be ready for it. If you do have Friday evening plans, just be aware of the fact that uh, the breezes are going to start to pick up. It's a little unusual that we, we call for a day where calling for an afternoon high of 74 and then an overnight low of 44. That's a pretty big drop when we're talking about a 30 degree difference in uh, the high temperature and the low temperature. And that's all a direct result of uh, that front coming through and uh, the winds picking up and the skies that are going to be mainly clear overnight tonight. So by the time we wake up Saturday morning, most spots are not only down into the forties, which we've done that a lot lately, uh, but most spots are going to be mid to low forties. And I think some of the outlying areas are going to be dropping down uh, into the upper thirties, even overnight tonight. So that sets the stage for what is going to be a breezy and cool weekend. Uh, highs, I've got to set uh 60 degrees for Saturday, so I think we struggle to even get to 60 degrees on Saturday, despite the fact that we do have uh a lot of sunshine. So, more of a a late October uh, forecast for the weekend. This would be something that would maybe be a little bit more typical, kind of in and around Halloween, uh, with high temperatures, you know, around 60 degrees, a little bit of a breeze, and um. You know, so that's the kind of weekend that we're looking at. But like I've been telling folks, you know, it's that time of year, get the hoodies out, get the light jacket out. Uh, Even if you have some outdoor yard work to do, I know you kind of get I'm the same way. Uh, You go out, you've got the hoodie on and you start mowing the lawn or raking leaves and you get about 15 minutes into it and you're stripping off layers because once you kind of get uh, your body heat going, but that's the kind of weekend that we're going to have. So if you do have outdoor plans here this weekend, Um, and I've got a couple events I'm going to be at this weekend. I'm going to be, uh, on city Island. I'm going to be there for, uh, the river 97.3, along with the Harrisburg senators doing their 0.5 K which is kind of an interesting quote unquote race. They call it the race for the rest of us, but yeah, you get a, like a a donut halfway through, then you get a beer when you're done and it's only a 0.5 K. So, but all the proceeds there go to the Harrisburg river rescue. And I'm also going to be stopping out Cumberland County bar association has something called Diego's tailgate and, uh, same deal proceeds. There are going to go to the various, uh, associated programs at the Cumberland County Bar Association uh, sponsors. So I'm going to make a couple of appearances on Saturday and I'm probably going to where we've got windbreakers, Uh, Station windbreakers. So that's probably going to be the order of the day for me is that I'll be wearing kind of that light jacket uh, despite the sunshine. So just bear in mind, if you do have outdoor plans here this weekend, uh, that's what we're kind of looking at. And looking ahead to uh, next week, I do see a fair amount of sunshine, especially through the first half of the week. I think temperatures rebound a little bit. Uh, We'll see high temperatures uh, probably near 70 degrees once again by the middle of next week. And then yet another cold front. Right now, timing looks like perhaps some rain, some scattered showers on Thursday uh, with another cold front uh, that's going to be coming on through. So as we look forward to next week, I think some pretty nice weather for the first half of the week. Really, our next best chance for any kind of a, a rain that would soak in. Uh, Looks like that doesn't come until Thursday of next week. So after all of the rain that we got first few days of the month from Ian, it is nice to get a break. And uh, incidentally, our rainfall deficit for the year, where our records are kept at HIA, now sits at uh, almost exactly uh, an inch. So we're still running a little bit of a rainfall deficit and with less than three months, of course, to go here in the year Uh, It'll be interesting to see if we ever catch up in terms of the rainfall deficit. So that'll be something to watch for us here in the months uh, moving forward. You may have heard about another tropical system that's uh, down in the Caribbean. And uh, it's certainly one to keep a little bit of an eye on. However, uh, it looks like it's going to strengthen to a, a tropical storm and then continue to make its way to the west. So Uh, As it stands right now, this is only going to be an issue for Central America, and that would likely happen second half of the weekend and into the early part of next week. So um, I think, you know, it's probably got a good chance of becoming a named system, Uh, and it's got a real history of producing torrential rain and flooding downpours in the islands of the South Caribbean that happened earlier uh, in the week, and it's still a long ways to go from uh, peak intensity. But it's pretty close uh, right now to South America, and then it's going to actually drift off to the West and uh, head toward uh, Central America, unfortunately. But as of right now, uh, not a threat to the United States. So that is certainly some good news because hot on the heels of Ian, about the last thing that we need here in Central PA is uh, another storm to come through, especially, especially the Gulf states. I mean, let's face it, that would be about the last thing that we would uh, need to see here. Uh, at this time of year, always on the podcast, I try to give you guys kind of a glance into what we're seeing here down the road. And uh, boy, I, I tell you, just another year. And I think it it has to do with getting older, right? Uh, but another year that just seems to have flown by already. It even kind of floors me when I talk about the rainfall deficit and how we uh, only have three months, less than three months left uh, in this year. But, uh, you know, uh, we're already transitioning, of course, toward mid-October. Uh, next weekend will be mid-October. And uh, what we see here down the road is I, I mentioned that uh, that rain uh, late next week. That's going to be another cold front. I think that'll reinforce kind of the chill a little bit. Um, so I think we're going to stack up several cold fronts. So certainly through mid-October, I think we're looking at temperatures by and large that will be at or below average. Um, and this may go down as one of those rare months anymore. Uh, most of the time anymore, our, our temperature comes in. When you average it out for the month, we've been pretty consistent. Basically, eight to nine months out of the year have been coming in above average. And that's been going on now for about three or four years. No surprise there, you know, warmer temperatures. Um, but this may be one of those rare months anymore where our average temperature comes in below average. I mentioned earlier in the podcast just about how, you know, low our temperatures and especially our high temperatures have been to start out the month. So once the dust settles here on October, I think pretty good chance that uh, we could actually have temperatures that are down below average. One of the other things that people uh, get to talking about this time of year, of course, is fall foliage. And really, just this week, to me at least, it seems like we've started to have some some patchy fall color. I was just uh, driving around this morning. Uh, around 9, 10 o'clock this morning. Beautiful morning. But what I was really trying to hone in on, and I, I was uh, near the station in North Harrisburg, so I was going across the George Wade Bridge, which uh, is the I-81 bridge over the Susquehanna River. And that's always a, a great place to just kind of observe. If you look up on some of those higher elevations, those mountains that are just north of Harrisburg, look up toward the Dauphin Narrows, that's a great place to to kind of take, a, take stock in where we're at in terms of fall color. And uh, very patchy right now. I do feel like about a week from now, especially after some cold temperatures this weekend. In fact, overnight lows. We'll uh, we'll have to wait and see. There's a possibility the National Weather Service could issue a frost advisory uh, for us uh, for Saturday night in particular. That's the one time that I think we we may actually see a frost advisory. But it's that you know that colder air over the course of the weekend, and I think will even help to you know, bring about this change in the fall foliage heading into next week. So I, I do think that by uh, this time next week, uh, we're going to really start to see a lot of fall color popping. And uh, right now, it appears that it's likely our peak fall color may be a little bit early with the cooler temperatures, uh, by and large, uh, a drier year. Uh, so I would say maybe like the week leading up to Halloween uh let me pull up the calendar here that's uh, kind of what I'm where I'm at so Halloween this year falls on a Monday Monday the 31st so I'm thinking peak fall color around here is likely going to be the week of the 24th 25th somewhere in there so I would anticipate great fall color uh the weekend of the 22nd and 23rd and then also the 29th and the 30th and probably started to get past peak uh, that weekend of uh, November fifth and sixth, so it is a beautiful time of year. Uh, if you're like me and you love the fall seasons, this is the kind of stuff that we live for, right? When we start to see that fall color and that that pretty rapid changing of the leaves, and we have all of that to look forward to, and uh, a drier forecast. And uh, as I mentioned, it, it looks pretty good for this weekend. Just a little bit breezy, but a fair amount of sunshine, and just kind of feeling like fall. So uh, we certainly hope you enjoy it. It's that time of year where. You know, uh, take a break with the kids and the grandkids and uh, go outside on Saturday afternoon or Sunday afternoon. Take a break from the yard work. Take a break from, you know, maybe watching any football on TV and just go outside and uh, toss the football around in the backyard and just enjoy uh, some of the best of what fall weather has to offer here in central PA. Just such a, a beautiful, beautiful time of year. And, you know, really, the next six weeks are, are arguably my favorite time of year here in central Pennsylvania. So with that, we'll thank you for tuning in, as always. A lot to look forward to here weather-wise. Certainly some weekend sunshine and uh, some sunshine that's going to linger into next week, along with some warmer temperatures, as once again by the middle of next week, I think we'll see highs uh, at or around 70 degrees. So with that, have a great weekend, and thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of It's Raining Mets.